This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. President Trump wants to change the way publicly traded companies report financial information, ending the requirement of quarterly reporting. He said that after consulting with various CEOs, he would ask the uh, Securities and Exchange Commission to look into whether the reporting on corporate earnings should be changed to just twice a year. And that news has drawn reaction, both negative and positive, in the Wall Street community. With more on this, joining me in studio, David Zaring, Assistant Professor of Legal Studies and Business Ethics here at the Wharton School. And uh, also joining us on the phone is Donald Langvord, who is a professor at the Georgetown University Law Center. David, great seeing you again. Thanks for coming over. It's great to be here. Donald, great to have you on the phone with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, What's been your reaction since this story has come out, David? Uh, I think it builds on something that we've been hearing for quite a while. Uh, Corporate executives have complained quite bitterly about uh, quarterly reports and um, uh, the, uh, the president himself said that the CEO of Pepsi, uh, he had a discussion with her and she's the person who persuaded him to invite the SEC to take a look. I also think it looks a little like the SEC was taken by surprise. This came out in a presidential tweet. The um, agency didn't respond to it and eventually uh, released a statement saying it would look into the question. So, yeah. um, so I'm not sure how high a priority this is on either the president's wish list or on the SEC to-do list, but it's certainly something we've been hearing about for a very long time. Donald? Yeah, I, I, David's exactly right. The issue has, uh, has been considered by the SEC informally, and there are a lot of people on Capitol Hill over the last couple of years who have been calling for action on the quarterly reporting issue. Uh, so, the President, so President Trump was just channeling uh, what a lot of people in both politics and the business community want to see happen. Uh, the SEC is is looking into a number of disclosure issues and, you know, can easily fit this one on its plate. I would guess that when you bring up a topic like this, Donald, this obviously brings a lot of people forward that will be stating the pros and the cons uh, of potentially doing this uh, in the future. As you see it, as you sit back, do you have areas where you see either benefit or concern uh, of potentially doing this? Uh, yes, <laughs> and I think more concern from from my perspective um, than benefit. Uh, there are really two benefits that people have identified over the last couple of years as reasons to move back from quarterly to some slower reporting cycle. Uh, one is just cost. Uh, it costs companies a lot of money, uh, and there's no doubt about this to report formally with the SEC. It's a big legal step. You need accountants. You need lawyers. Um, the money adds up. And, you know, in a deregulatory political atmosphere, uh, it resonates to say, let's save some money twice a year. Uh, the other is to try to get companies focused more on the long term uh, rather than immediate earnings performance. Uh, that's a big debate, too. Uh, and some people think that if you can wean executives away from having to provide guidance and numbers every 90 days, uh, it'll let companies look to the future a little bit more, um, a, a little bit better. 
Um, you know, I think both of those can be criticized uh, and, and um, you know, certainly moving simply from twice uh, from four times uh, a year reporting to twice probably isn't going to solve the short term, long term problem. David? Uh, yes, uh, I'm. I would like to disagree with Don. Uh, um, no, I wouldn't. Uh, but uh, I do agree <laughs> with Don. Um, uh, um, there's um, there's definitely a lot of people who uh, are interested in this, and so I think it's something that the agency should take seriously. But um, no question, you know, if you if you change the amount of reporting to um, twice a year, that still means that. Um, uh, firms have to file 8Ks whenever there's market-moving information. They have to comply with Reg FD, which limits the way they can talk to investors. Um, uh, and uh, all of that sort of reporting constraint is still going to be um, applicable to publicly traded firms. And, yeah. and in addition, uh, you know... I'm not an economist, but, you know, economists often wonder uh, a share of stock is worth uh, the present value of the expected earnings of the stock. And so it's not really clear that, you know, long-term and short-term investors should think about how to value a stock differently. So so it's not totally clear where this debate sort of comes from, at least when it comes to giving investors information they'd like to know about, you know, what a company's trying to do. 844 7866 is the number if you would like to join in with your comments or questions. On the phone with uh, Donald Langvord of uh, Georgetown University and in studio with David Zaring of the Wharton School, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get your phone, send us a comment on Twitter at BizRadio132 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I I guess, Donald, obviously the the concerns of – Setting that that reporting period out every six months, uh, we have obviously seen at times uh, companies, publicly traded companies, uh, make missteps, and the concern would be that uh, of potentially not maybe seeing a lot of the information in as quick a fashion as probably we would with the quarterly reporting. Yeah, that's one of the big problems I have with the proposal. Quarterly reporting isn't just releasing your numbers releasing earnings per share. Uh, It's providing updated warnings to investors about new risks that have come about. Uh, Management discussion and analysis means, you know, warn people uh, where past performance may not be indicative of what you're seeing coming in the future. Uh, If we shut all that in the dark, uh, we're losing a lot. So I agree. and, you know, on top of that, uh, certainly inside information will become more valuable the less frequently it's released. Now, as, as David pointed out, there's pressure on companies um, to release information voluntarily, quote, unquote, uh, e- even if it's not mandatory under a 10Q or 10K. Uh, Still, I think the idea that you should slow down the cycle and not demand formal disclosure so often uh, just necessarily means more and more secrets are going to be floating around the company for a longer period of time, and that's going to be tempting uh, a lot of insider trading activity. David? Yeah, and I think... um... 
you know, investors want to be able to trust what's uh, learn to trust the uh, executives at the companies in which they hold shares. Right. And, um, you know, one of the big things that quarterly reporting does is it, you know, offers some sort of verification of that trust. Uh, it lengthens the track record uh, or uh, gives you more information more quickly if you buy into a firm. And as the firm, you know, changes um, its business strategy or introduces new products or, you know, hires new executives and replaces old ones. Um, if you get regular information about that, then you might be more inclined to trust the company, which should lower the cost of capital for the company. And that is, um, you know, something that uh, it, it, the United States has had quarterly reporting since the 1930s, and we have incredibly deep and very liquid capital markets. And so it's not totally clear that that's because only of quarterly reporting, but maybe it's because investors trust uh, executives um, in the United States. And one of the reasons they've learned to trust them is because they know that they're going to be getting regular updates that sure. are sworn to be true and looked at by lawyers and accountants and all the things that you're you're hoping to get that, you know, gives you the sort of transparency you want to sort of take the step of uh, entrusting your money to somebody else. But going back to... Go ahead, go ahead Donald. Yeah, I, and we have actually some evidence uh, on this issue. We're not flying dark uh, in considering this, um, back in the mid to first decade of the 2000s, uh, the UK and other European countries went from semi-annual to quarterly reporting, and then in 2014 backed off of quarterly reporting and went back to semi-annual. Uh, so in a way, what the Trump administration is doing is just asking us to do what has happened um, in Europe. Uh, the interesting thing is the most dramatic effect in Europe of saying to companies you don't have to report quarterly is most companies continue to do it anyway. But I, I think the expectation I, I was going to say, I think the expectation would be is if you kind of open the door and potentially let companies off the hook, they will absolutely go to, to reporting twice a year instead of quarterly, correct? Uh, that That's what a lot of people assume, but the UK showed just the opposite, yeah. uh, which is there are lots of investors, lots of analysts uh, out there, portfolio managers out there who really like quarterly reporting for the reasons David was talking about. And they have, you know, they put a lot of pressure on companies to talk, to speak in various ways. Uh, if companies already have the system in place to do quarterly reporting, I think you're going to see lots of them say, you know, let's not anger key investors out there uh let, let's keep doing this so th that that's what the experience across the across the ocean seems to say david uh, yeah it's a it's a you know fascinating experiment um uh and um uh and so you know, we'd have to see whether, uh, you know, the investment community would let American publicly traded companies get away with semi-annual reporting or, you know, um, I guess maybe to broaden this out, there's a, there's a strain of thought out there among securities lawyers and people who look at the SEC that um, suggests that uh, lots of rules should be made voluntary. Uh, that, you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, markets work. And so um, if you sort of say report your numbers occasionally, then, uh, you know, eventually company will arrive at the right num amount of r reporting to do without um, 
uh, and, and, and that'll make investors happy without sort of the SEC looking over your shoulder. Uh, but I've always thought that um, uh, that sometimes it, it makes sense to, you know, create a standard. Um, and that's what the SEC has been doing by requiring these quarterly reports and requiring them to be done in a certain way. And that, you know, just creates some sort of um, sort of consistent kind of disclosure that investors are used to. Um, that strikes me as being better than a sort of more voluntary regime. So if the SEC said report them quarterly, biannually, or annually, just do one of those, and we'll see which one wins, there still might be some reason to suspect that um, uh, it, uh, that what would make everyone more comfortable is um, a sort of defined um, uh, and um, required set of reporting criteria, which is what the SEC has now. So then how, how do you respond then to some of the reporting where, as this has come out uh, about CEOs saying that, you know, being able to report only twice a year gives them a, a better opportunity at long term planning? Uh, there's the you know the thought that you know, if you have to report every three months, then you're just trying to make that number every three months instead of having six months to plan that out. Some people have said that. I don't know how much weight that that actually holds, David. Yep, they are uh, uh, on record as um, being you know um, uh, frustrated by the fact that they just don't want the numbers to go down uh, in the next quarter um, yeah. and and. Um, I don't exactly know what to make of it. Now, I will say that CEOs in particular um, might find quarterly reporting to be particularly demanding. I think they have to sign off on all these reports, um, uh, uh, and and that exposes potentially them to legal liability. And they have lots of things to think about. And so in, in some ways, you get a sense that the last thing they want to do is then drop everything and uh, look over the quarterly reports and make sure that everything's accurate. And, and, and that kind of you know, sort of paperwork, I think they find also to be quite distracting. Um, if you still have to report how everything's going in six months, I'm not sure that that's going to let you plan for, you know, 10 years down the road, what's our company sure. going to look like? Yeah. Right. I, I agree with that. You know, when you hear peop, uh, company executives talk about the long term, they're talking about at least a three to five year time horizon. Sure. Research yeah. development activity. Uh, for, for putting new strategies in place, uh, three months versus six months is irrelevant to that question. Uh, you know, if we're talking about that kind of time horizon, uh, you'd need much, much more of, uh, of a quiet time uh, to really make an impact on three to five or even five to ten year um, corporate planning. 844-942-7866 is the number if you would like to join in. We are joined by, uh, on the phone, Donald Langvord of uh, Georgetown University Law Center. And uh, here in studio, David Zaring of the Wharton School. Again, 844-942-7866. Or if you can't get to your phone, you can send us a comment on Twitter, at BizRadio132, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. I, I guess the question is then, I mean, this is obviously just a look at this point, David of the of the SEC kind of investigating this uh, you mentioned before that the SEC seemed kind of surprised that this sentiment was out there which I I am surprised that they would have that because this is something that's been discussed for for quite some time at this point 
Yeah, no, I, I guess I should say, and, uh, and I think Don was saying something about this, that um, this is a debate that's been out there for some time. Uh, it's the timing of the, um, the president's tweet and then uh, uh, the SEC's response that suggests that um, it wasn't uh, top of their agenda. Um, right. uh, but um, as Don says, they're looking at uh, sort of reducing the burden of, um, of public disclosures. And so in some ways, this could fit into their agenda. And it is... Um, it is something that um, CEOs have talked about. Um, uh, Jamie Dimon and Warren Buffett wrote an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal recently um, saying that quarterly reporting is just too much. Um, so it's definitely a debate that's um, been out there. And I think now the SEC is going to have to or has said that it will you know, take it on and study the question and, and render a decision. It is interesting, Donald, though, that, that this was even kind of a, a topic of discussion by the president and whether or not he you know, would want to you know, bring this investigation forward in terms of just seeing if this would work in, in the first place. Again, with all the other things that are kind of going on uh, you know, surrounding the country right now, this would seem to be kind of very much low on the totem pole at this point. Well, yeah, and I, I won't try to give you a theory of how the White House operates these right. days, but... Right. Certainly, you know, as David just said, big name people, um, Jamie Dimon, Warren Buffett, have been on this issue for a couple of years now. Um, and, you know, I suspect the president heard something from someone about this and decided to tweet uh, without giving much exploration to the issue. You know, uh, at the very least, does say to the SEC, um, which I think was prepared to take this up anyway, because a number of people on Capitol Hill have been asking for it, uh, that this is now on your agenda. You're going to have to speak about this openly. What is then what is then the expectation if this were to move forward? If we actually saw this change, the most significant impact would be where, do you think, David? Um, well, uh uh, there'd be a cultural change to some degree. Um, you know, analysts and uh, other people sort of expect that every 90 days there'll be phone calls and reports releases and earning statements, and 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 that could change um, uh, if if the change is successful. Um, the agency itself would um, uh, might be able. Uh, you know, I, I haven't heard much talk about this, but um, with less sort of uh, quarterly reports to go through, it might be able to um, uh, uh, direct its sort of enforcement and monitoring resources more particularly towards certain kinds of, uh, you know, uh, misdeeds by public companies. Right. Um, uh, and th that might be something that would change. Um, and then um, it might, uh, and uh, people again, take different views about this, uh, you know, if it had a big effect, um, it might persuade more companies to go public, which is something that the chair of the SEC has said he would like to see. Um, uh, you know, private companies, they don't have to issue any uh, quarterly reports. And right. so in theory, they could pre prepare for the long term, uh, you know, in collaboration with their investors and owners um, in, in the way they see fit. Um, and uh, the, the the chair of the SEC said he'd like to see more companies going public and yeah. maybe at the margin, some companies would be more likely to take on the burden of reporting if they knew that that burden would only come around two times a year. Donald? Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. Um, 
I suspect the SEC would be considering a wide range of options rather than the just simple one that we're now moving to semiannual reporting. Um, one thing that Congress and the SEC have been, both been working on over the last six or seven years uh, is the idea that maybe smaller or newer companies, companies that are not the established Pepsis and, uh, and Apple, um, can take advantage of a slower reporting cycle. Right. Uh, whereas when you graduate up to the truly big cap company, the, the most widely traded stocks, um, keep quarterly reporting in, in place. So there are lots of possibilities to consider. What about the impact for investors? And and obviously there's also been a discussion going on, Donald, between uh, the the significant investor that obviously has a great understanding of the markets and 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 the impact that this could potentially have with them compared with the not so savvy investor that's out there um you know we know that 10ks and 10qs the the basic disclosure mechanisms um are used very very carefully by sophisticated investors um, by the time information gets its, hand, its way into the hands of those of us who, who go into the average category, uh, prices have already adjusted um, to, to what's been announced. Um, so in, in a sense, the average retail investor uh, doesn't care that much, right? Uh, whether it's quarterly reporting, semi-annual or, or annual. This is about how prices uh, be, become and stay honest. Uh, and, and that's the work of the big boys um, on Wall Street. Uh, so yeah, probably from the SEC's standpoint, um, looking at the microstructure of the use of information, you know, who's, who's getting this? We know there's data feeds that are going out with, such that you know, when the company issues its earnings release uh, some morning on a given day, uh, within a fraction of a second, uh, algorithmic trading is uh, taking advantage of whatever news is in all of this. We're, we're in a world that has far outpaced the ability of the average retail investor to, to keep up. David? Yeah, I I sometimes um, think that um, the debate that I see about uh, quarterly reporting sort of seems one-sided. Uh, members of Congress complain about it. Uh, corporate CEOs complain about it. And, you know, I guess I think the other side of the debate would be well-heeled, pretty sophisticated investors, hedge funds, uh, you know, the fidelities of the world, uh, you know, um, uh, money managers. And you assume that they're either happy because they haven't joined in the complaints or uh, actively prefer more regular reporting. And, um, you know, uh, for what it's worth, I, uh, I rarely see um, their sort of full-throated defenses of the quarterly reporting system. So maybe one thing we'll get is a sort of more public debate where people, you know, go on record uh, talking about uh, how much they value the information they get um, and how they, you know, jump on it and analyze it quickly. Well, and, and obviously in today's age of social media, uh, the, the ability to gain that information or that communication back and forth 
takes you know takes part in a much quicker fashion than it did 20 or 30 years ago i'm I, yeah i'm looking forward to lots of uh, hedge fund <laughs> tweeting about that <laughs> thank you very much uh, david for coming in greatly appreciate it yeah happy to do it donald thank you for joining us on the phone looking forward to talking to you again Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. David Zaring from here at the Wharton School. Donald uh, Langvort uh, from uh, Georgetown University Law Center joining us uh, on the phone. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.